welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hot and straight after that victory over Guadalajara in the first leg of the semifinal. Uh, we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about the, the the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything else America should have done better in this matchup. And we'll look ahead into the second leg of this semifinal in the Estadio Azteca. And today, I'm not by myself. Fortunately enough, I am joined today by none other than my co-host, Chris Rivera. Chris, how are we after uh, after the Maragón show? Personally, I'm feeling good. I I I know the, some frustrations that we might have seeing uh, how Malagón had to save us in a lot of uh, occasions. But personally, you know, I, I'm happy with the with the result. I think Fidalgo becomes plays 100% next game, right? He didn't play this game, but he plays next game. And I think we control the midfield a lot more. That, and I personally feel we, we uh, dominated that midfield today. And I'm feeling confident, nervous, but confident. Interesting, because I, a certain other co-host here would say that the midfield was not necessarily one in this game. And that would be Christian. I think Christian would argue against that. And I'm a little bit lenient towards his side. I didn't think we dominated the midfield as... Uh, maybe a couple of people intended we actually did I, I don't know if i saw something different if you perceived it a little bit different but i, I don't know it, it felt a little shaky even with aquino in there it, it was shaky but i felt if you had to choose a side which won the most i felt it was us i know uh, aquino did have uh, very shaky moments but it was enough to get the w and i did feel we had more. i don't know how the, the stats are right but personally it felt that we had more possession and I feel that we were able to push them back more. And I think with a Fidalgo there next game, you know, it, it felt very, not, not exactly uh, similar, but very like kind of similar to, to the first game that we had where Richard wasn't there. We put in a Jonathan Dos Santos and I still felt that you didn't see an Nene Beltran there or his partner up there. And I don't even think we saw much of a Pocho Guzman out there as much as they say he impacts games. I agree. A couple of their key players didn't really showcase um, what everyone was expecting them to do so. And, and I do think that we shut them out in moments of the match, but I do believe we were very nervy, especially in the defensive side of things. I think every time they attacked, I kind of had my my fingers and my toes crossed because I, I just could not bear to see this defense try to defend anything. It was just, uh, it, it looked like in any moments we were just going to crumble into shambles. And if it wasn't for Malagón, which who played out of his skin tonight, I, I, I don't think this America walks away with, with the results that we have in hand right now. And now you see why why I've been very uh, confident in Malagón and Sendejas. You know, I, I think it's fair to say that I was one of the first people that was very, uh, that was in their boat, right? That was hyping up these signings. And I know many people were, well, oh, let's wait and see. For me, I believed in the, their potential. You see Sendejas, right? You see, for me personally, I, before the game, I was like, you know what? I'm cool with Leo Suarez starting. He's not necessarily a bad player, but I felt like Sende has been out for a good minute, and I felt Leo Suarez, you know, 
is going to give us the same thing that he that Sendejas gives us. And I felt like Sendejas was, you could see the impact that he has right right away. And Malagón, to me, I, I was really hoping that he he show out, not just because he's Mexican, but because I'm not a fan of using uh, foreigner spots on goalkeepers. I've always had this belief that Mexican goalkeepers are enough. You know, you either develop them in, in the in the academy or you or you find one like Malagón, right? So me personally, I'm very happy with this with this with the result and their performance, and hopefully we're able to repeat next game. Absolutely, and I think if um, well, I know Dylan didn't have the privilege of watching this game live, I'm, I'm sure he'll catch the highlights a little bit later. But uh, for those of us who are very advocates of the position, um, Malagón actually had a fantastic game gave me um gave me a troll vibes back back in 2007 when he uh when he was stopping everything coming his way in that semifinal against chivas as well so um just just amazing to see that performance um although we did have a little bit of a scare look like oscar Jimenez was gonna have to come in after like the 10th minute of the match because <laughs> malagon almost popped his shoulder out yeah. in, in the first crucial save of the match which i thought to myself oh boy if if, if that's the, the game case, was just, over just give you the game yeah yeah no same i was like i told oh, my no. dad i'm like oh if he comes out because i the, the commentators were like oh uh richard is asking for his for a sub and i'm like oh my god like, this can't be happening because like all the respect to Oscar Jimenez, right? I know there's some people that still believe in him. I don't believe in him. And I think if you're if, if we're talking about the midfield being shaky, Oscar Jimenez was gonna be very shaky and it would have been Yeah, because I I was thinking to myself in these games, you need someone that's up for the moment and, and, and is not gonna crumble to the pressure, right? Like Malagon did not by any means crumble. But it did I think Oscar would have conceded one or two goals in this game that maybe would have cost us something different. But I mean, ideally we're we're in the situation thanks to Malagón, and like we said, hats off to him and hats off to Sendejas. I think, like you mentioned, you know he comes in second half. Um, I didn't think Leo Suarez had a bad game. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. But you see those movements, right? That Leo Suarez absolutely. doesn't necessarily no, yeah. always make absolutely. You know, and 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 th- that goal, you see, like I for me, I was like, he's not going to shoot. He's going to look for the pass because it's a very tight window that he's going to try to shoot in. Now he went for it, and it was perfect, like perfect shot, perfect everything. And for me, I don't think Los Suarez goes for those type of shots or those movements to make to be open. No, absolutely not. So that guy's a little bit more gifted, technically speaking, and he's a little bit more um, probably to being able to kind of get himself out of tight situations, and of course. Like, like the commentator said, right? It, it helps that the scouts of the U.S. men's national team was also there to, you know, kind of paint a pretty picture to them. And be like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna be your starter for for that final four in 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 Las Vegas against Mexico. So it's uh it's good to see Sindicas doing Sindicas things, and then of course the the celebration with "I can't hear you" to the Chivas crowd. Uh, I thought that was absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep, and perfect for us right we that's what exactly what we want from their former players you know we saw massa kiss the badge and we've seen uh other players in the past that have gone through there do the same thing you know and that's exactly what we want from sendejas especially from a crowd that really tries to discredit his form and how good he is you know it's good for, uh, i'm just glad you know that he's able to shut them up you know with this goal and hopefully he shuts them up next game as well Absolutely. Let's hope that's that's the case right there. You were talking about possession and 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 kind of the stats. I, I got them right in front of me here. So America ended up the game ended the game with uh fifty two fifty two percent 
percent percent. Oh my god, I can't even finish my sentence here. Fifty-two percent possession, um, and we had a total of eighteen shots and. No, no, oh, sorry. Yes, eighteen shots, nine of those. So half of those were on target. So um, that's just kind of your your big old highlight of stats right there. It wasn't the most dominant of games. I, th- I think we had a little bit more of, uh, like I said, the, the big chances created, the, the total amount of shots, and and you know possession and all that stuff. But it, it, regardless of, it, I think this game was still very tight. Yeah, it, it was very tight. But then I did see a lot of uh, the same flaws that they had from the first game. They're too dependent on the one, 1v1. I don't know if you agree with that. But for me, it's not having a 9 that is going to be there, right? And having Vega and Piojo and Ocho try to do everything one-on-one. You can see why we we won and why they're not able to score. Same thing with the... With the, with the game in, in league, right? You can see their weaknesses, and I think Tano understands it. I feel maybe if Hidalgo plays, we're even score more. I don't know if, if that's too much confidence. Like like I said, I personally didn't have... I, I, I personally wasn't like that upset with the midfield. I think they did a very good job. But with Hidalgo, it's a whole different midfield, and it's even better. And I think we 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 have more opportunities. And I think... That's another reason we didn't see Henry completely show himself completely, right? You kind of see him kind of be ghost in moments. I think Fidalgo brings that that movement that pulls players away from Henry and able to able to make him um, on uh, just alone, you know. And, and by the way, now that we're talking about like opportunities, I don't know about you guys, but personally, I thought Cabecito's goal was a goal. I don't know if that's a bold uh, take. I, but. I, I see. I see where he's a little bit offside, but I, I, the argument can't be made. Which yeah. I mean, it sucks that it, the goal got. You only saw one there, angle but. from it. That's the thing that kind Correct. of annoys me. Telemundo only really put one angle, but but, but I'm saying like those type of uh, offside calls are just so annoying because it's like, come on, bro, it's an unia. Like it's a it's a little hair, you know. Like let it go through, bro. Like you can't sit here and tell me it's 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 a huge advantage from from him being offside, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, we don't have Premier League budget, so we can't draw the lines the way they do in, in their VAR situation, but I guess uh, we'll just have to give it to, to Chivas in that instance. And it, it sucks that, yeah, that goal didn't go through, but um, actually, I, I would make the argument that America woke up after that goal, after that call. I think they smelled blood and they actually started, you know, attacking more giving giving Chivas a little bit more of a battle in the midfield because let's face it the first opening minutes it was all them 100% all them we were soaking up the pressure it looked like we were just kind of overwhelmed by the situation or the moments but Chivas really gave it to us in the first opening uh minutes of the half and and I, I, America wasn't just in unable to kind of assess or or really make any leeway to try to combat all the pressure and I think after, because after, it is a mistake, you know, by, by Chivas' defender to kind of just not attack the ball properly and give Cabecitas the opportunity to go in there and score that goal. After that, America, I think for me, personally speaking, wakes up and starts looking a lot better. And if I'm not mistaken, after that, we have two very ugly misses by Henry and Valdez, right? Correct. Yes. Right. I know Henry had the opportunity right after where, I just think the one. I think the field is still very ugly from the Canelo fight. I don't know if you if you could tell, 
from the your screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pitch was in no good condition. Yeah, so I think that's why you see a lot of these. Uh, you saw Henry not very, not have this balance, and then you see uh, Valdez also. Uh, I I told my dad que le pegue con la punta and it goes in, but I think he was just trying to have that that, that like like I said the balance, you know, try to get the ball and he loses it. But you're right. After that that uh, this allowed goal, it it becomes. Like I saw a, a pissed off cabecita after that. I think for him is like they stole me this goal, and I saw him just. I do think second half he, be, he became ghost, but first half after that uh, offside go, uh, call, I think he does wake up, and that's exactly what you want from cabecita. You want a pissed off cabecita because because if cabecita's in the game and he's dribbling and he's running and he's all over the place, no, I don't think anybody could stop him. And I think same thing with Valdez. You know, I think Valdez was probably our best player today. I agree. Uh, Valdez actually ended up playing like the number 10 that he needed to be. Orchestrating passes, making things happen, taking on players. And then, you know, could have had himself a wonderful 1v1 situation if it wasn't for um, uh, Chapito Sanchez there kind of pulling him back and kind of obstructing him with a chance uh, to go on on that amazing run. But like you mentioned, you know, it, it was an opportunity that America kind of conquered and then they took away and because of that you saw the team wake up a little bit more you saw a a, a more hungry cabecita you saw a more reluctant uh Diego Valdez on the ball and you, and you saw them being a little bit more aggressive and, and that's what America needed because for the first open minutes it was all Chivas it did the, the possession just wasn't there and I, I don't know this, this team was just not playing like the team that we know that they can play and and it was just frustrating me, but um, you know, and what do you do? You say we got to give it to Tano on this one for putting Aquino in that midfield and maybe not playing to Chivas' game and and kind of keeping them at bay. Well, I don't think he that was part of the game plan. I think uh, Fidalgo just it wasn't a hundred percent. I would like to know what exactly is the issue, right? Because I think it's important to have him if you want to be this. Uh, you want to just close it out completely, right? The last thing you want is Thanos saying, all right, we're going to defend from the 90th minute because I think that's when you throw away the game. And I think that's when, when Chivas has more opportunity if, in, in, in eliminating us. I think, uh, so I won't, I won't give him credit because I don't know. Uh, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was his game plan. But I will say, like, if you, like I don't know. Well, now I was about to say Jonathan looked better in the in the second half, but he didn't. But but Aquino was a good choice, and I do think we didn't see a Porto Guzman because of him. And you know what, Aquino was actually frustrating me for the long spirit. And I was telling you guys in our own chat, I was like, I give Aquino just ten more minutes at the start yeah. of the second half and put on Fidalgo. Um, but I think obviously then America gets the goal, and Tan Ortiz kind of sees maybe you don't need to bring on. Fidalgo, right? So from that point from that point on, I think you see in America just kind of coast and manage the game. And I think that's a very important thing to to note take in this game. America managed this game properly. Um it we didn't get like overexcited. We didn't lose our heads. We kind of just stuck to our game plan and we actually just played out to play. And we weathered the storm. We absolutely just did what we needed to do. And because of it, I think we get the result at hand and, you know, as just as easily as they could have scored like three, three or four goals on us, we could have easily have done the same to them. Obviously now the scoreline favors to us going to the Azteca, but ultimately I think 
the management of this game, and, and I applaud Tano, and I applaud the players as well for being able to do so, was proper. But we, I mean, we got a clean sheet for crying out loud, you know? <laughs> I was about to bring that up when we were talking about Malagoni. We got a, we got a clean sheet. Like, and I know uh, we've been asking for that consistently in, 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 throughout the season, and we finally get in, in an important game, right? I know Chivas fans are probably feeling like, how do we go in there and score two and not receive one, right? That is a huge task for them. So, and from that perspective, it, it, from I think our fan base becomes more comfortable, right? It's still 90 minutes, and I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still nervous because you never know what, what could happen. But the result and just knowing that Fidalgo is most likely back in the starting 11 next game and he, he's going to play gives me that confidence and in, in, in that everything will be okay. Absolutely. And, and we'll talk second half in just a little bit, but I mean, not second half, excuse me, second leg in, in just a little bit. But like you said, there's a lot of things to kind of be ambitious and, and be grateful about and be, thanks to this America performance. So uh, let's let's see what they're capable of doing. Um, <laughs> AP Junior saying, going to trigger Ivan, but Malagon <laughs> over Ochoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, if, if if that's the case and, you know, Malagón wins us the chip, I mean, then by all means, I mean, he's absolutely uh, amazing. I mean, he deserves his flowers and win the beat, yeah, you know? No, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, I'll tell you this much. I mean, he surpassed even my expectations. So, and, and that's saying a lot because, Chris, you know how critical I am of, yeah. of that position in itself. Um, but Malagón, my goodness, is he just playing off his skin and, and I just hope he can continue this form because, you know, and, and, and he's not the youngest of goalkeepers, but he can cement himself and, and keep this form. Then he has a bright career in America, right? I don't know yeah. how much in Europe, but um, maybe well, that goes a little bit now. Knowing yeah. Tano, he would open the doors for him. I think that's one thing that someone... No, but I, I'm only just saying that because he's, yeah, yeah. he's 27 years old. Is You know, he... 25? At that, no? At the, no, he's 27. 27? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's tough, but... I mean, we've seen older players go, right? And then goalkeepers... Oh, Joad is 37 years old going back to Italy. <laughs> yeah, Pavel like... I think America always has that connection with European teams and they're okay with selling. I'm not a big fan of it because for me, like, like I even always say this club over country, right? I'd rather just keep all of our players and let them just play forever in America as long as they're doing good. Like, I don't care if they have to leave to Europe for the national team. Like, they could figure it out. There's other other teams that they could that could send, not just us, you know. So for me, like, I'd rather keep my leg on until he just falls off the cliff, right? But. Yeah, I mean, it's good that we're able to find a Mexican goalkeeper because you don't waste a foreigner spot and you're able to to use a foreigner for other positions, right? Of course, absolutely. So, I mean, kudos to Malagón. Hopefully he can continue that, that good stretch of form because we need, we, we're need we going to need him because these next couple of games, right, if America is able to make it to the final, you're looking at two very good oppositions, whether it's Tigres or Monterrey, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. There's still a lot to take care of. There's still 90 minutes and there's still a big game at the Estadio Azteca left. Um, I mean, before we jump into the second leg of that game in, in, in the Azteca, what are your key take? What are your key takeaways from this game, Chris? If, if there's any that you haven't mentioned. 
Well, it's, it's the fact that we were able to be the better team in the midfield, right? I, I, I don't know if we see eye to eye on that, but for me, I thought we were the better team in the midfield. And it's, it's not just the fact that, that it was Aquino in the first leg, in the first game in, in season, it was Jonathan Dos Santos, right? And these are guys that are not getting huge minutes, right? Today, a rumor came out saying, oh, Cruz Azul already sent, or not a rumor, it was actually confirmed, right? That Cruz Azul sent uh, an offer for Pedro Aquino, right? And right away, what, what, what did me and AJ say? Oh, he could leave, right? Like, whatever. And then he starts, and it's, like, unexpected, and we're like, oh, man, like, like AJ said it. He's like, I'm expecting five minutes in him getting a card, like a yellow or a red, you know? And, from, and, and it's exactly the perspective I feel most America fans feel about Aquino. And you go in, and maybe it's not complete domination, right? But it is enough comfort that next game, now we're looking at a Fidalgo and a Richard, and how is that going to look like? You know, if, if if we already beat you with a Fidalgo and a and a Fidalgo and a Jonathan Dos Santos, now we beat you with a Richard and an Aquino. How is uh, uh, our starters going to look like in the midfield? You know, and for me, that's the the biggest take that I got. You know, I think. Now if we see Richard and, and Fidalgo, I'm I'm expecting just complete dominance in that midfield. Maybe not com- complete dominance, actually, but but still enough to look to take the W. You know. Yeah, and, and the key word is take the W because America cannot give themselves the luxury of doing what they did against San Luis. So um, I absolutely need to take care of everything. So hopefully, um, you know, they're capable of doing that. So. Uh, you're you're right though. It, it's important to highlight the fact that the midfield did a good job in, in whether or not we agree on whether they were able to win win the battles. Um, I will say this though: that they they managed to kind of weather the storm when, whenever Chivas did kind of overextend and, and and try to kind of carry a little bit more people forward. So I I will give them that. Um, I I think my key takeaway from this is that it's just. It's frustrating that that uh, America can't play a well-rounded 90 minutes, but it also is kind of, in a sense, I think, calming and, and nice knowing that even if we play ugly, we're able to walk away with victories. And I think that's what makes a championship side team a candidate because this America side did not play the best. I told you defensively, it looks like whenever they came at us, we just folded. I mean, there was instances where Israel Reyes just absolutely looked like prime Nestor Araujo. And, and, and by prime, I mean like terrible Nestor Araujo in an America jersey. And uh, then there was just instances and moments where we looked lethal going forward. And it was Diego Valdez at the helm of it. So it's really two polar opposites, Chris, but it's nice to know that regardless, there's they evenly balance themselves out and America still capable of walking away with a victory. It is nice knowing that we have an eraser at goal, right? I call, I, I, I call him an eraser because it erases any mistakes, right? I mean, that's exactly what you want. As an Ochoa fan, I mean, you know that they always blame the goalkeeper. But it's nice to know, like, at moments, those big moments, you have an eraser. Ochoa was an eraser. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, right? But for me, you look at these defensive mistakes and you could block 10, but if they score one, it, it doesn't mean that the goalkeeper failed. It means the defense has been failing the, goal, the goalkeeper, right? 
but you see Malagón just consistently blocking everything. And I think it's just nice to know we have an eraser because imagine we never switch Oscar Jimenez. Do we even make it to Liguilla? Right? Those, those type of questions come into your head. But when you have Malagón, just like I said, a complete eraser, like we win 1-0 and you're not talking about the defense, those mistakes. Like we are, but but generally you're not really talking about those mistakes. You're kind of just like, okay, cool, Malagón got us. And that's exactly how, how most of us feel. And, and, and like you mentioned, it, it's a good feeling knowing that it's it's secure and safe in the back. So hopefully um, we can continue that good run of form and keep going in, in, into the next round. Um, I mean, it's, it's, we highlight kind of everything right there in regards to the first leg. So, you know, kudos to America, uh, to America for being able to pull the, the victory get the clean sheet and, and i know they mentioned that you know it, it was quite quite the rough environment for america very little yellow jerseys out in the estadio um so it was 100 percent chivas so it's uh well you heard them. It, was, it was i don't know in the, yeah. in the second half you heard the americanismo in that stadium to the point where they stopped booing them they just, they just sing loud you bro like now now imagine in azteca right where it's gonna be Majority it's gonna be a hundred percent yellow, like a hundred percent yellow. The size they they always say that in the in, in Ciudad de Mexico there's more Chivas fans, but I don't think you're gonna hear or see that in the Azteca. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. And, and and let's jump into that now. Let's talk about the game on Sunday at the Azteca. This game is gonna be kind of around the same kickoff time. Seven, uh, what is it? Seven oh six or something like that. Some weird time. That America plays against Chivas. Let's see. Um, seven o'clock. Seven ten. Right. Seven. No, actually, it, no. They actually have it scheduled here for seven o'clock, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, ten p.m. Eastern, and then of course our friends in Central. That's nine p.m. Um, this one's gonna be live on through the NS, So make sure you guys are tuned in for that one. What can we expect from this America side in the second leg? We talked about game management and being able to pull off a really good game management at the Estadio Acron. At the Estadio Azteca, what needs to change from the America side that we saw against San Luis and the Azteca to this America side that we're going to see against Chivas for the second leg? What 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 needs to be the difference key maker here? Oh, well, uh, we're comparing it to the San Luis game. A lot of things, right? You can't look dead out there. You can't treat this as just another game you know uh, the san luis, san luis game was very ugly because it felt like everyone was just standing still and letting them go through and and you can't do this against chivas you gotta let the the uh, the atmosphere just go through your veins and and just move like be everywhere fight everything you know it can't be one of those things where you're just standing still confused to why they're attacking better than you and in that San Luis game, you know, I was wa- I was watching a video on YouTube, and some guy said, I think, uh, like, I, I forgot what, what exactly what was the quote, but that San Luis was was one of the worst attacking teams against uh, in the season, right? And and they scored on us too. Like they shouldn't be doing that. And the same thing with Chivas. Like you see that they're very dependent on the one v ones. That means you you have to win those 1v1s. You can't let Vega go through. You can't let Piojo. You can't let anybody go through. You have to be attached to your player. And I think that's what, what we, we have to do in this game. I think 
I think we're, we're capable of doing because I think we're going to have more of the ball control. That's what I expect. But, but it, it just can't be nothing, not, not even 10% of what that San Luis game was. It has to be exactly how Clásicos are played. And you have to go in there and, and die for, for the colors, right? Just go, out, go all out. Absolutely. I agree with you in, in, in that statement that you need to see this game out. And, and America cannot go into this one thinking they have an advantage just because they won the first leg. Because that's exactly what happened in San Luis, right? They had this comfortable advantage and they thought to themselves, okay, we're just going to coast home. We're going to ride it out. We have a two-goal advantage. They need three goals, blah, 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 blah. And you saw how difficult they made life for themselves. I think now this game was a wake-up call. Uh, just as much as the San Luis one to kind of put them in the direction like, okay, we have nothing secure yet, right? And so America is in a position where their own fate is in their hands. You're not playing the comeback hit story. You have an advantage. It's not like the situation you had against the Luca last season. So be smart about the situation be, and, and go out there and take care of business. Go out there like if this is the game, like your 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 game that you have no advantage whatsoever. You just go out there, you perform, you score some goals, you 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 get a W because you you can't give yourself the privilege of keeping that game zero zero and stretching it out for as long as as you can. You you, you have to go out there and you have to kill the team off. You have to kill this game off, and I that has to be the mentality going into the second leg because if it's not, then. I'm afraid that we might repeat the the same mistakes that we did against San Luis. Yeah, it has to be the mindset has to be it's zero zero. The, the the last game didn't matter. You have to go and beat them, right? Because even if, if we lose one zero, we go through, right? That shouldn't be the mindset. It shouldn't be the fan. And and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, like a lot of the criticism Tano has does make me a bit worried, right? What if he goes in and says, Oh, Aquino played a good game, I'll put him in again. What exactly happened to Jonathan Dos Santos when he had a good game against Chivas and then he put him against Leon, right? You can't get confident. You, you have to stick with Richard. You have to stick with Fidalgo and you have to have this mindset of my best players are going to start and they're going to, and they're going to go for the goal. They're going to look to dominate. That's exactly what we've been doing all season. There's no reason to get comfortable now because you know, they, we were chasing first place in the top four or whatever. Now we're chasing a championship to so go and dominate, right? You can't rely on the table. You can't rely on, on uh, oh, last game because Aquino started, he did good. No, we, you got to have the best starting 11. I 100% agree. You have to go out there and you have to play your game and you have to play your best players. And that means a Fidalgo in for Aquino. As good of a game as Aquino had, it, it, nothing is giving you the security that he's going to be able to perform that same way in, in the second leg, right? And, and Richard and Fidalgo have been playing with each other for the entirety of the season. Give them the opportunity to close this game out and to see this through because you're going to need them at 110% for the final if you're able to go into the next round. So don't disrupt anything, right? Continue to do what's worked for you. And I mean, we could be in a situation where America feels the absolute best 11 that they have available to them, which has not been the situation for the past couple of games. I'm talking about a Sendejas on the right hand side. I'm talking about a Henry Martin finally fit up top. We're talking about a Fidalgo in the midfield. We're talking about our your 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 back line 100%. Like, America has always had maybe one or two players missing for whatever reason. Now you have an opportunity to field the best 11 that you could possibly have and thinking this could be my starting 11 for a final 
go out there, put put the pieces together, let them play their game, and hopefully manage to dominate and score a couple goals. Yeah, and, and that's what we need to do in the next game. <clears throat> you have to have, like you said, you have to have your, your best players out there. Like this Ligia, you've been missing one, two, or, 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 you know, like individually, you've been missing a, a Henry, right? Against a second league in San Luis or Sendejas, too, right? Or, and, and I know the Sendejas, Leo Suarez, I think most people are more comfortable, right? Because it's not like Leo Suarez is a bad player. I know a lot of people question when, when he came back, but he's never really been a bad player. In my opinion, he's never really been a bad player. But Sendejas does bring more to the table, and you need that creativity. You need those those uh, those movements that he brings, right? Henry and Vinas, there's a there's a huge gap. I know Christian probably doesn't agree with me when it comes to that, but there is a huge gap when it comes to movement, when it comes to goal scoring, to assisting. There's just a lot that Henry brings to the table that he doesn't get his flowers for. Maybe he gets them now, but he didn't really get them back then. And then, uh, like you said, the, the defense, right? You can't have Araujo out there. Like, as frustrating as Cáceres and even Reyes at times become, like, they're our best defenders. And I feel like it just, the chemistry of those starting 11 is way different than when you add other players. Maybe other players are, are maybe better in the second half, but we've seen that sometimes they come in starting or, and it's not the same thing. We need Cabrita to show up. Right, like he's been doing, we need Valdez to show up, and 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 we're confident that they they will. I don't know if you have the same confidence of in other players from the bench. Yeah, no, I mean you saw Roger Martinez come in, and that was someone that I I kind of honestly wanted to see in this game after like in the 80th something minute because I thought you know he could retain the ball, he can frustrate Chivas, he can kind of put it in the corner and draw a foul or, you know, take on a player or two and maybe create something last minute for us. But my goodness, was he terrible out there? Like, absolutely terrible. Every ball that he got, he absolutely lost. Like, the one thing he was sent out to do, he couldn't even properly do it. So, no, I don't have confidence in anybody from the bench coming in and being able to perform at a starting, like a, like at a starter level, you know? And and even in, with with Cabecita, how frustrating of a you know relationship I've had, you know, trying to support this guy. There's games where he absolutely just is stunning and and has an amazing game. And there's other games where he's just so frustrating to watch. And this was literally him in the in in, in this final match. I mean, in this last match that we saw, which was you know first half amazing, second half was walking. Yeah, like just. Yeah frustrating all around but uh you're right though you you can't give yourself the privilege of thinking that the start that uh, the bench players are going to be able to to kind of fulfill the role of a starter if the starter is available right so just like we mentioned keep your best players out there let them perform and just you know continue to do what you've been doing all season long which is winning and and, and to add to the cabecita thing maybe bringing in a sendejas to start right opens up the field for him because when he has open space, I think he's he's gonna always score, right? That's how it always feels like. Like yeah. the goal he had against uh, Chivas in the in the in the season, right? You gave him that space, he does a little two steps and he just shoots it and it goes in. Even when the the goal that he had uh, that was offside, right? He was by himself. Like no one's gonna once he can't no one could catch up to him, he's scoring. 
And that's exactly what, what I feel we're going to need, right? We're, we're going to need Sendejas to be able to pull his mark because Sendejas is another player that you want you don't want by himself. Sendejas is that player that you give him that space, he's going to make a, a pass or he's going to shoot with his left in, in, in a tight angle like he did today and he's going to score, right? So we really need them all, like, 100% focused. You know, Valdez, you saw him all over the place. And the thing about Henry, like I said, that I personally always like, he pulls his mark. He's very similar to Oribe Peralta. He's not a dick. Like, like, typically, you don't expect him to be this high-volume uh, scorer, right, that he had these past two seasons. But one thing that he's always been able to do is make everyone else open. And you, I feel like you saw that today. Sometimes he tries to make someone open, and, and, and they look for the look for him to pass the ball and i think that's just a a, a bad communication but either way what you want is is cabecita that i have those spaces right to end up scoring and i think it's going to be very crucial for the next game i agree i i think the role that henry you know does and and, and play he he is detrimental because especially when he plays it with his back to goal, he he opens up channels, he opens up spaces and all that stuff. So, um, Luis asking us here, what is the status on Fidalgo? Um, Sotano Ortiz actually just spoke right now in his press conference, said that uh, Fidalgo wasn't at a hundred percent. He did not want to risk him. He was not going to risk any player that wasn't a hundred percent fit. Um, so that's why you saw the the change in the lineup. And as we mentioned already previous with Fidalgo taking the bench and Aquino taking the starting 11 position, um, we obviously think that's going to be the difference. Uh, and that's going to be different for Sunday. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go from there on out. Um, how does America approach this game, though? And, and, and maybe I think I've asked this question already in a different matter. But I, I guess what I'm trying to ask here is, how does America win on Sunday? Winning the midfield, I think. I think you have to have to keep uh, Pocho Guzman, uh, uh, Nene Beltran, just completely ghost, just beat them. I think they are very dependent in those one v ones, right? But when you kind of force them to just look through the through the wing. No one's ever there in the in the middle to 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 score for them. At least that's how it feels like, right? I think they don't have this nine that's just gonna scare our defense. I think you need to win the midfield. I think Fidalgo needs to have those dribbles that he has, right, and go through tight windows. And I think you're gonna see a, a, a cabecita more open because of that, and you're gonna see a Henry Martin more open because of that. I think winning the midfield is key, having possession, and and Valdez has to be key again, in my opinion. I think Valdez is the is the motor of this offense. If he's going, everyone else is going. So I think it's going to be between the midfield, winning possession, and Valdez being able to to be very uh, influential in the in the in the attack. I agree. And and I think we've, we've mentioned it time and time again, right? He had to be the player to show up this league. Yeah. I know Henry too, and, and maybe Henry Acadado de Ver, but um, Valdez, uh, when he gets going, the rest of the team does too. So like you mentioned, it's important to keep that rhythm going and he is detrimental for that. So we'll have to wait and see in regards to that sense. 
Uh, I agree, you know, and, and for me, it would also be managing the game. You know, Chivas is going to have to come at you, and I promise you, they're going to come at you with everything they got in the opening couple of minutes. So you you have to find a way to disrupt that. You know, you have to find a way to not have to weather the storm and wet and, and soak up the pressure. You have to be smart about how you go about it and, and, and manage tactically how to neutralize your opponent. And so I think that's the homework that Tanotis is going to have to do. And then from there on, like we mentioned, you know, one thing though, one thing Mm -hmm. though, I do think that Tano actually likes that, that they're going to come in and start hot because I don't think Chivas has the, the, the players to continue that for 90 minutes. You saw this game, right? They start off hot, but they don't score. And then you see a huge drop off. It's like they, they, they focus too much in those 10, 15 minutes. And then you see us pushing them back. It's like they, they're not built for attacking 90 minutes. Maybe I'm wrong, right? I don't watch Chivas game like that. But based off these last two games that we've had with them, I don't think they're capable of just attacking those 90 minutes. I think they're going to look for the early goal. And if they can't find it, they're going to go back. And if they don't go back, I think they, they're going to get countered very ugly, right? You kind of see in, in, in the in that Valdez run, right, where they pull him back and he's, if he's free, it's a goal, in my opinion, right? I think those moments are going to be there more there more than ever if, if uh, they do try to attack way more than they, they normally do. Yeah, and then we'll have to wait and see exactly if, if, if that's the case with Chivas, but um, I, I you do think that that will be their intention. And so then you have to go out there and, and match it, the match the intensity by all means, but also be smart about how you how you, how you define it, how you approach the game as well. So it'll be interesting to see how we kind of counter all that. But I, I do expect us to be able to go out there, play a game, have a good run, and get a couple of goals in, and hopefully put this game to bed early, so you don't even have to, you know, worry that much into the second leg. Um. What's 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 your score prediction for for Sunday? Two one. I maybe two zero two one I, two I, one. I, I do think. Uh, I want a two zero. I, I I maybe it's even more. It really hard to really tell, right? Because it's a league yeah, game. It's a classical, but. But I think if we have the right starting eleven, the the, the starting eleven that we always have. I think a Chivas that gets too confident going up is gonna be disaster. So it's it, it's a potential goleada maybe, but I'll go with a two one because I do think it could be a very very tight game. Because I'm sure uh, you've noticed that even when they give us the opportunities, it does become very. Uh, we miss a lot of shots, right? We today you kind of saw it that we miss shots and. I think maybe because one of those games we're just missing shots, but I do think a two-one is it's, it's a comfortable uh, prediction. Okay, nice two-one. AP Junior agrees with you as well. Two-one. Yeah, my bad for the long answer, but I, it's, <laughs> it's hard to predict these type of things, right? But I think if if you look at it on paper, it, it could it could be very ugly for them, like and and it could be very pretty for us, but then you see these misses and all that, so I go with a two-one. No, I mean, and th- th- that's fair. That's reasonable. 2-1 is, is, I think, accurate. Um, I'm actually going to go with your other prediction. I think in 
right? I, I think I predicted that when in my preview for this one for the first leg. Um, we could have definitely gotten a 2-0 advantage, but we didn't. And but they could have easily had themselves a couple of goals as well, which they didn't. So games play out in a funny way. So we'll, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. But I'm I'm hopeful for another clean sheet, which I think is detrimental. Um, but I also do think that America is able to nick a couple of goals past Wacho and, you know, celebrate on onwards and upwards to a final, which is the next step for for, for this Dino project, right? So yeah, we'll, it was like me and Christian see. said last time, right? It's uh, when when we recorded it with Dylan. Uh, hopefully, that San Luis second leg is the only ugly game that we have, right? Usually, we have ugly games in Ligia, but it's usually just one, and usually the one is the one that eliminates us. This time we pass through. Hopefully, it's just that game, right? I agree, and, and hopefully it is, and that's the yeah. case, and we can put to bed all of the ghosts of Ligia past. And then yeah. I think that has to be the case for America, right? Push forward, get the game done, job secured, on to the final, and on to, you know, potentially winning that 14th title that we also have been looking for. Um, anything else to add on before we kind of wrap it up here? Well, I don't know if you want to talk about the transfer rumor about Pedro Aquino and Cruz Azul. I don't know if you want to touch that. We could touch that afterwards. Yeah, we could probably touch that afterwards because I think right now moving pieces is going to be a little bit different. I know Cruz is a little bit of of, uh, of an early bird here, with especially with with the the rumors coming out that they're going to sign Salcedo and all this stuff. But um, we'll see. We'll see how much traction that Aquino offer has, and whether or not how much America can get money wise. But um, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens in that sense. But you know, for anyone that hasn't been aware of it, Aquino potentially could be making. A switch to Cruz Azul, but we'll talk about that more. So whenever we get to the uh, to to the end of of, of the season and, and start talking transfers, yeah, that, that's all. That, that's all. I think that's the only news right that we've had. Yeah, regarding the club. Yeah. yeah so. Well, all so right then. We'll touch that afterwards, maybe Monday yeah, or no. Sunday night, depending on our schedule. Correct, correct, correct. We'll, we'll see about it in, in regards to that sense. But all right, I think we've kept the folks up uh, long enough already. It's a little bit late for uh, for a school night for a couple of you guys. So we'll um we'll get you guys going with this. Hopefully, you guys are excited for the second leg. I think a lot of Americanistas looking forward to you know seeing this America side beat Chivas and walk into a final. Whether or not uh, we'll be playing Monterrey or Tigres will be left to be seen. But first things first, you got to take care of homework at the Estadio Azteca. So hopefully the Azteca is filled, like Dylan said, 200% yellow. And uh, America is able to walk on into the next round, the final phase, the final. But first, you got to take care of it at home against Chivas. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for making the time out, for uh, staying up late and... Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't a good night for the Lakers, but hey, it was a good night for the Lakers America. Yeah, I mean, America is the love of my life, and I'm sure everyone listening agrees with that from their from their heart, right? So, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm glad America won. Same, likewise, and uh, we'll make sure you guys stay tuned uh, into our Twitter handle at Eagle Podcast. AJ's been doing an amazing job covering the games for us with the the, the highlights and, and the gifts and the goals and all that stuff. So shout out to AJ for always doing an amazing job there. And uh, the Lady Aguila is also going to be playing uh, in the Liga, I believe, tomorrow. 
So keep an eye on that. Uh, like I said, AJ's got you guys covered. So make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. So you guys are up to date with everything in the world of Las Aguilas de la America. Until then, you guys have a wonderful night. Take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.